Hello and welcome to the Jesus Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Lena Elsia Lee, also known as Lena the Jesus Witch on TikTok and Instagram. The Jesus Witch Podcast is a show dedicated to opening the conversation about including Jesus in witchery practices. The goal of this podcast is to not be evangelical. The goal is to spread the love, light, truth, acceptance, and oneness that is Jesus Christ himself. Here at the Jesus Witch Podcast, we believe all people are loved by God and all people are loved by Jesus. We believe in community and the power of fellowship. We believe in giving whatever you reasonably can to help your neighbor who's in need. And above all, we believe in the power of creating a relationship with Jesus that is authentic and unique to you. Join me for new episodes of the Jesus Witch Podcast every single Monday and be sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. So this week on the Jesus Witch Podcast, I'm really excited because we have somebody who's not associated with Jesus on the podcast. I was going to say, I think it's the first time, but I no, I think Shea was the first person that was associated with Jesus. But here with me, I have the Stitching Witch on TikTok. So what's your name? How do you want us to address you? Who are you? Hi, hello. Um, my name's B, Becca. Hey, you, that one, that weird person over there. You can call me whatever you want. Um, you might know me around the internet as the Stitching Witch. Um, that is like my Instagram handle, my TikTok handle. It's basically everywhere. Um, I am an eclectic pagan and hedge witch. Um, and I am a polytheist. So I work with a lot of different deities. Um, and I make content videos about witchcraft and paganism and just try to share my practice with the internet. So um, that's something you're interested in. I talk about it a lot. <laughs> um, last year, I like had this whole like project that I did basically where I like we were talking about astrology earlier and stuff like privately. Um, this is how much of a Virgo I am. I decided that for 366 days, I was going to make a video a day about a topic in witchcraft. So I made 366 videos about something like witchcraft adjacent. So whether it was talking about like crystals or holidays or the moon and stuff, um, I did it. <laughs> um, and so that project is over on my YouTube channel. If anyone is interested, a lot of it is kind of like just stuff that, um, you know, a lot of it is personal practice, but there is, you know, I did a lot of research for it. Um, so that is over on my channel. It's called The Year of the Witch, um, which has no affiliation with that book. And I did not know about it when I started the project. I didn't know there was a book called The Year of yeah, the Witch. okay. Well, there is. And it's not me, but it's a great book if you guys are interested. Um, but yeah, so I spent a whole year kind of like working on all of that. And that is there. It is free if anyone is interested. So I like that's to talk so about cool. that. No, that's yeah. a great resource. I mean, I found you on TikTok when I opened my TikTok. I was saying uh-huh. it could be there. They were one of the first people I followed on TikTok. Um, so that's how I know, I know them from, um, I definitely got to get into YouTube resources a little more. Everybody's like posting them and they're like, YouTube's great. And I'm like, all I remember from YouTube is like Shane Dawson and the Shane's hearts. I can't get out of that. Yeah, it's like real bad, but we're here. We're, it's fine. It's not scary. I'm definitely going to check out those videos. That's like so Virgo too, to plan out. <laughs> I, I just do this to myself a lot where I'm just like, oh, I have downtime. Maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't. but it also works with your Scorpio Mars and Venus because you're taking action on metaphysical things you know so it it all it all worked it all worked out at the end makes sense I think definitely but yeah so um 
I, I'm just so excited to talk to you um, about all of this, and and I'm just so blessed to like be on your podcast. So thank you so much for having me. I'm so, so excited, excited to, to be talking today. to you too. <laughs> um, so I wanted to have you here because like a lot of people have like reached out to me, being like, well aren't there witches on other paths? I'm like, yeah, there's like different witches for different things. Like there's so many. Um, so I wanted to like have somebody on, um, to just start opening that conversation of like witchcraft without the Abraham and God and without, without Jesus. Like, what is that? What does that look like? So would you like to start by sharing a little bit about your story, like where your background came from and what led you to a craft? And now a quick break from this week's episode to talk about a few ways you can help support the show. If you're really loving the Jesus Witch podcast and want more content and more resources to help you in your own Jesus Witchery practice, the Jesus Witch podcast now has a Patreon. There are four different tiers of our Patreon. The first one is the full, where you get ad-free and early episodes of the Jesus Witch podcast. The second one is the magician, where you get everything that you got in the full, as well as grimoire pages for your spell book with Jesus Witch-specific spells. You'll also get grimoire pages pages of the major arcana tarot cards and how they connect back to Christianity and the Bible. At least two different tarot spreads per month that you could try with your cards. And a personalized three-card reading from me every single month. The next tier up is the Hierophant, and in that tier you get everything from both the Fool and the Magician tiers, as well as monthly spellcasting zooms and happy mail from me. The fourth and final tier is the High Priestess tier, and with the High Priestess tier you get everything from the Fool, Magician, and Hierophant tiers as well as a 20-minute one-on-one call with me every single month over Zoom to discuss your practice and the ways that you can grow your faith as a Jesus witch. If you want to become a patron, click the link in the show notes page. The next way you could support the show is by shopping at the Sun and Moon Oily Co., which is my Etsy shop. Over on the Sun and Moon Oily Co., you can grab astrology readings with me, tarot readings with me, and my Bible-based body oil spells. There are so many different types of spells on my shop, and each and every one of them are based off of a different Bible verse. And these spells are pre-charged by me and I put all of my good intentions and all of my energy into them. To shop the Sun and Moon Oily Co., click the link in the show notes page. Essential oils are a vital tool in my practice, and when it comes to oils, I only trust Young Living Essential Oils because of their seed-to-seal promise. This promise ensures to me that I am getting the highest quality essential oils. Plants that become Young Living Essential Oils never have had pesticides on them. The oils themselves only contain plant material. No alcoholic solvents or artificial fragrances or fillers are added to these essential oils. If you're interested in learning more about Young Living and my favorite oils, click the link in my show notes page or if you're interested in grabbing some oils but not sure which ones would fit you book a 15 minute consultation with me and let's talk all about your needs and oils that would help suit them the link to book a consultation or to grab oils with me can be found in the show notes page thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the jesus witch podcast and now let's get back to the show yeah, definitely. So, um, I do like, I will, the, the story might be like traumatic for some people to like hear. So I just want to like mention that there's going to be like mentions of like, um, like emotional abuse and, and stuff like that, like religious, like trauma or abuse. So if anyone needs to skip it, like sometimes people message me and are like, I feel bad because I had to stop like listening to your story. So if, if that happens, it's cool. Like, don't feel bad. It's, it, I'm going to try to keep it as lighthearted as possible, but basically grew up Um, I'm from Virginia originally, so a lot of, if you guys are from the South, you understand how deep and important religion is, specifically the Christian church, is to the South. Um, And I I grew up in an Episcopalian church, which is like kind of what I call Catholic light. It is basically Catholicism without the saints, to my understanding. Like we did a lot of the same stuff that you see in the the Catholic church, but there was more of like that direct connection to God. Mm -hmm. It wasn't through a... 
and I didn't have to get confirmed or anything, but they oh, still have cool. a lot of the same um, traditions, the same songs, the same like, mm -hmm. structure, basically. Um, so we went for, you know, my, my entire life, I was actually an acolyte. I would like do readings in church. Like I was like, I wanted to be like the gold star Christian. Like I was like very devout, like, like um, purity culture was kind of a big thing. So it was very much like, I did not like show off anything. Like sexuality was very much discouraged. Um, around, I, I had moments of questioning um, a little bit about my background. My mother's Jewish, so part of like Judaism. Um, and what she taught me is like the uh, the freedom to question like religion and stuff. So like my mom telling me this and like explaining her view of like the Old Testament and everything and her view on religion to me, um, like I, I, I would bring that into Sunday school. And like I, one of my first memories of like being like, this isn't right about the church is like me asking why like, like, I just couldn't understand why God had to be a man. Like, that just, like, didn't, like, compute in my brain. Like, it was, like, really, really difficult for me to, like, understand why if he wanted a son so bad, he didn't just do it himself, which I think just, like, speaks more about my personality, where I'm like, if it want, if you want it done right, you do it yourself. But I, I, I was, like, kicked out of Sunday school for that. Like, 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 adults were just like, you are wrong, and also get out, like, to a seven-year-old. So that was kind of like, it's not something I talk about a whole lot, because, like, I don't want people from that church to, like, feel some type of way, because I understand that, like, adults can make mistakes, but also, I don't really care, so... Yeah. Um, <laughs> so after I, I started kind of wrestling with my faith at that point, um, a few years on, we found out <laughs> after the old pastor like left, who everyone liked, a new a new one came to the church, um, and he actually ended up sleeping with a parishioner and cheating on his wife. Yeah, and like no one did anything about it. So at that point, my parents like left that congregation because they were like well this is against the 10 commandments like mm, yeah it was, <laughs> yeah yeah so like luckily there was like a semblance of logic in that right they were just kind of like oh um and from there we started doing like at home bible study which is kind of where like some of my other like trauma and stuff like comes in where like I have uh, like my father is a very like narcissistic person and used the bible as a way to control us in the house like um I, yeah which is like not cool um I I don't think it's necessarily like I'm not gonna blame Christianity for that one but how the the teachings of the bible it gave yeah. tools that were like you know right permissible Right. So I think one of my most vivid memories about that, um, like <laughs> during that, oh my gosh, my mom was on a health kick and we were eating buckwheat pancakes. And that's such a weird, like, it was so gross. Like I was in hell in that moment. I was like, this is the worst. And I remember um, I, I had gotten into like those ghost hunting shows, <laughs> like ghost adventures and stuff. Cause I was I don't know, like 12 and I was like, Ooh, yeah. the paranormal, like, Oh, this is so interesting. Um, and my dad made me specifically, uh, like, read out, oh, sorry, let me back up, the paranormal, and I had also discovered Wicca at that point, mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting, like, um, I like that there is the female goddess figure, like, included in that, I can see, like, this exaltation of, like, this, this divine feminine, and I was really drawn to that, because prior to that, it had always been this very, like, male-dominated, male-centric, um, 
sort of, of, of uh, practice that just like did not, it didn't vibe with me. Like I was like, no, I like, I like to heal the earth and I like doing good things. I, I want to, you know, so I was, I was interested in that. And I, I told my parents that I was interested in that. And they were just like immediately, no, like they were like, no, it's evil, which it's not. It's like, I just love the moon a lot. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so they like specifically like made me read the passage about the witch of endor and we're like that's what we do to witches we throw rocks at them like we stone them to death and it's not like the fun stone it's like the like yeah Yeah, so you know jesus comes around in the new testament and says he who is without sin should cast the first stone but you know we don't think about that no we don't right we didn't get that far in the bible (laughs) we didn't we only yeah we were only about like vengeful like pillars of salt, like type, you know what I mean? Like they, they were like very much like they weaponized or like he, he specifically weaponized that against me like mm-hmm. a lot like growing up. So me being the person I am just, just pushed me further into being like, oh, you don't want me to learn about this? Um, I'm just going to do it more and then cut to yeah. 11 years later or whatever. And I'm just like, hey, I'm on the internet. I do this yeah, you, money. You can't tell a Taurus not to do something. <laughs> do like, it yeah, I... <laughs> Yeah, so following that, I, you know, after we, we, I was already disillusioned with the church because I was like, okay, well, this person who was supposed to be like a moral authority, mm-hmm. like messed up and like did this bad thing. So we left. So already I was dis- disillusioned that I have all these like Bible stories being like preached at me by people. And the third thing that really kind of just pushed me into paganism, uh, when I was about 13 years old, I was getting kind of into like the alternative, like what, like goth, like stuff yeah, that virgin girls get into, does. Right? Yeah. yeah like I was listening to Evanescence and like wore black nail polish like it was not <laughs> I know I'm like you guys <laughs> like whatever it's fine um and at that point my my fam like outside family members began to like get concerned that I was like going into like satanism and all of this stuff and instead of like actually talking to me about it which would have been like you know the proper thing to do just to like understand like what you know what i was interested in and like um like what i was really taking away from these spiritual practices that i was i was interested in um my grandmother actually decided that it would behoove her (laughs) to perform an exorcism on me when I was about 13 years old because and this is a literal quote and this is the thing that like really just like gets me and I'm I'm able to say this now like because I've had therapy about this so I I know I'm coming off like ah um but if you're going through something like this know that it's it's serious like this is a serious topic um but yes, she believed that the devil himself, like Satan, Lucifer, like the king of hell, like whatever, whatever titles you use, was possessing me, a 13-year-old, which like, if he wanted to escape hell, why he would pick the vessel, like, why he would pick a 13-year-old girl as a vessel would be, is beyond me. But um, yeah, they basically like staged, like they came over unannounced for for my brother's birthday party, um, which he, they just showed up. It's fine. And um, they, like, played this weird PowerPoint with, like, scenes from, like, the Passion of the Christ and stuff, and were, like, praying over me. They, like, wanted me to go to church, to their very, like, evangelical, like, borderline culty church to, like, have hands laid on me, like, so I would speak the, yeah, 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 so... There was definitely, like, just a lot of circumstances in my life that just led me to be like, hey, <laughs> this is not, this is not the, you know, I, I have found no comfort 
in this religion. However, I have found personal empowerment. I have found um, spirituality and I have found something that is like tangible to me in paganism, in, in something that is other than this. So I think that, um, I, I know that was kind of a, a long and rambly story, but um, I, I've had a, a very, um, I think a lot of my identity as a pagan is due to those um, experiences that I had as, as a, a young person growing up. So mm -hmm. I think it really informed, like my treatment, that treatment of me informed my spirituality in the future, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like as you're like talking about specifically what your, your grandparents did, is that mm -hmm. for you to church have people lay hands on you? Yeah. Energetic healing, like Reiki? Yeah, exactly. Like they basically told me and like this was kind of like and I'm really like thankful for my mother for like being such an advocate for me. Like after all of this happened, like she really like stood up and like defended me um and was like very much like, "Hey, um you cannot do this to my child. Like that yeah. is inappropriate. Like that is, you know, this is this is not your kid. This is my kid." Mm -hmm. Um so she put a stop to a lot of it, like to her benefit, like, or to her credit, um, and, like, when she found out about them wanting to take me to this church, she was, like, we're not doing that, like, that's just not appropriate, but, yeah, they were basically saying that, like, this man had the ability to have you speak in the language of heaven, or, like, the light language, or whatever, and that he was, like, a holy man who would, I, I have no idea who this person is, and I just feel like it was, like, to me, I was a minor, like, I was, like, 14 yeah. or 15 years old, I'm, like, why, I don't want this old man touching me, like, in yeah. front of a group of people, what, yeah, so as soon as, you know, my parents found out about that, luckily, they were able to be, like, hey, if you take her there, we will, like, not allow you to see our kids anymore, basically, yeah. um, but yeah, I think that a lot of like the things that I had to go through definitely um, did not encourage me to come back. It kind of pushed me the other way, I would say, for sure. No, that, yeah. that, that makes sense. It also sounds like they were like heavily involved in some like deliverance ministries, which very much like talk about these kinds of things. And there are some really big <laughs> deliverance ministry people I've had them tagged on my TikTok videos <laughs> like you need to pray the Satan out of this girl it's like okay well they're blocked out of my page so they're not gonna see this girl anyway right <laughs> um but no that's it's it's that's so sad like that yeah. it, I, it's like their intention was to try to like help turn you towards God but they don't they don't understand that God's supposed to be personal and that like kind of goes back to like the whole like you know, churches will tell you to have a personal relationship with Jesus and with God, but the minute it doesn't look the exact way they want it to, it is sinful, it's witchcraft, it's wrong. Right. Um, and then, you know, it discourages people, rightfully so, yeah. discourages them from wanting to work with Abraham and God or from Jesus. I'd like, I personally, as somebody who works with those entities, I don't, or those deities, whatever like word you want to put there, I don't blame you for not yeah. wanting to go back to them. And like, if I had all that trauma, like, throughout my way too especially like being told like as like a young kid like oh you're sinful you're evil you're going to hell like that kind of stuff it really like makes an impression on you yeah like, why are you gonna why like what do you like it, like what you said what are you gonna gain from that like whereas you gain a lot from your spirituality now um so like alluding to your spirituality now what do you like I mean you kind of described yourself in the beginning but what do you describe yourself and what is that as like as a witch and what does that mean yeah yeah so I I 
the best way to describe my practice, I am an eclectic pagan, meaning I work with deities from different pantheons. So I work with um, a total of six, which is a lot. <laughs> um, and I, I do want to put out there that um, my pagan spirituality is different from witchcraft. So it's like a religious, um, like I worship the gods in a religious sense, but witchcraft is a practice. So you do not have to worship deities of any kind in order to be a witch. Um, so I don't ever want to come across like I'm saying like, ah, oh, you must do deity work. Um, so I work with, uh, so six of them. I work with the Morrigan and an aspect of the horned god who um, I refer to as Hearn. Um, it's very complicated to explain that relationship, but he's, he's my patron. Um, mm -hmm. And that's kind of the name I have known him by since the beginning of my practice. But I also understand that um, kind of like the triple moon goddess, the horned god is this archetype, really. Yeah. Um, and I, I also work with Hecate and Apollo, so that is um, from Greek mythology, as well as Bast and Anubis, who are from kind of the Egyptian pantheons. Um, so I do work with all of these um, different types of deities, um, try to learn the history behind all of them as well, so make sure that I am worshiping them properly and accordingly. Um, and I try to like use a lot of historic text in order to show them um like the respect that they would have gotten uh back in the day as well so that's kind of my spiritual practice but in terms of like witchcraft i would say that i, I describe myself as a hedge witch meaning that my practice is very much steeped in um, magic around the home um i have a really folk heavy focus on um like green magic and herbalism it's one of my favorite things like ever i just love plants so much oh my gosh um and also a a slightly lesser focus but also prominent um focus on like astral travel, dreams, and um, work with spirits. So it's it, that that sort of is is different from my from my spiritual uh, like religious beliefs. If that makes sense, I don't know. If that, it's kind of hard to explain because they they blur a lot for me in my own practice for sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like that's like a big thing too. Like you don't have to, and that's one of the cool things I think about witchcraft is that you don't yeah. believe in like deities or like spirit or anything mm -hmm. to kind of be a witch. Um, so you're like specific like religion like how do you work like do you do you follow the wheel of the year do you yeah so what do you what do you do for your religion <laughs> so I, I I would say that like a lot a lot of it is very freeform like definitely I think that again through witchcraft and especially in eclectic paganism there is a lot of freedom in or to celebrate in the way that you see fit um now because because my roots of like kind of spirituality, religion, and witchcraft all come from Wicca, I do hold a lot of similar beliefs. However, I don't operate in the same religious structure, meaning I don't specifically honor like a lord and a lady. You know, like that's kind of like the main, the, the, it's a duotheistic religion essentially, though you can worship multiple others. Um, so I, I don't necessarily have the same structure as a lot of Wiccan practices that you might see. A lot of Wiccans set up their altars in specific ways that I don't necessarily do or have specific um, ways of opening and closing a circle. And that's just not something that I, I necessarily um, follow. Again, every, <laughs> depending on the Wiccan you talk to, they might, um, they might disagree with me on that. But generally speaking, there are core religious tenets that I simply don't adhere to. So I don't feel comfortable like describing myself as a Wiccan. Um, but I definitely, because of my background in learning witchcraft, I think a lot of the structures that I use are similar. So I do follow the wheel of the year, but I don't necessarily put an importance on celebrating the, um, like the deity that might be associated with that, with that, um, 
uh, with that holiday. So I'll, I'll focus more on celebrating the, the phases of the earth at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so like for Imbolc, it's kind of that awakening of the planet. For Letha, it's that celebration of all of the abundance that we see. Or for Yule, it's kind of that mourning of, of darkness and, and rest. Um, so I would say I kind of focus more non-denominationally on those holidays and kind of interweave my own workings with my own deities where it best fits, if that makes sense. It's very complex. I've been doing this for like 11 years, so it's hard to yeah. <laughs> explain. That sounds like very interesting, like not interesting. That very sounds, that, that sounds very similar to what I do. But yeah. Like <laughs> working like the Abrahamic God into it versus, yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? Um, so another like question I had as I was going, as you were like talking, is there like specific holidays and like for feast days or things like that for your specific deities? Sure. Yeah. So uh, especially for my Greek deities, um, and I'm so lucky that I work with Greek deities and Egyptian deities because so much of their mythology has been preserved throughout the centuries that we are able to kind of reconstruct a little bit of that. So for me, like one of the most primary examples that I have um, is with my work with Hecate. So she has a specific holiday in November. I believe it's like November 17th, but I should definitely commit that to memory. Um, That's called Hecate's Night, where she is specifically um, venerated. But she also is venerated on nights of the new moon um, and also sometimes on the last day of the month. So that is kind of like, there are specific days that are kind of seen as sacred to them. Um, So I do celebrate those as well as the wheel of the year, but I primarily focus on the wheel of the year and then also um I like to celebrate the full and new moons like the new moons not only because of Hecate but I just find that they help me find a rhythm and a balance in my life that just really helps me so it's not so much religious as much as my witchcrafty kind of stuff if that makes sense yeah I like celebrating the full and the new moon just also because it gives more things to celebrate in life you know always lurking for places to cultivate more joy and more like yeah. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, bringing it a little bit back to Christianity, like I always felt like I had to wait for a really long time in between holidays. And as soon as I like, cause it, like for us, like specifically, like it was like Easter and Christmas, like yeah. that was it. Um, and I, I find that, um, I just, I enjoy celebrating stuff. Like, I like it. Like, why not? And like, I used to feel so guilty about it. I'm like, oh man, another celebration, another thing that I'm doing. But I, I am embracing that joy in the things that, that, you know, that I like to do. And so it's just another facet of how I'm kind of changing my spirituality and, and adopting this like eight holiday kind of calendar uh, has really helped me just be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah no it definitely it definitely makes sense because again you're like cultivating more joy and i know you have like you do moon circles with your like patreons yeah. so you get yep. community aspect which is also like really fulfilling yeah during those times um but i guess like my like main final question which we've like alluded to very easily is uh how have these things that you do now in your like pagan like religion or i don't know if that's like the right way to phrase it your pagan <laughs> your paganness yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Or uh, you're like witchcraft. How have these like specific things helped you heal from the trauma that you experienced within the Christian church? Yeah, so I found such a sense of empowerment um, through through practicing witchcraft and studying it because mm-hmm. it was something that was like external or extracurricular. Like, it's not like I was going to school to learn this. I learned everything that I, I know now, like all of the knowledge is because I have gone out and sought it. Mm-hmm. And for me, it kind of became like 
not just a religious thing or like a spiritual thing, but like kind of a purpose. And that, that pursuit of knowledge really got me through like some of the roughest times, like in my childhood, because like when I felt for a really long time and like, I have come to a place of forgiveness of this, I would say, or like I'm working towards it again. I've had a lot of therapy to deal with this. So while I'm talking about it casually, this was definitely a, a big um, undertaking, I guess, to, to get to a place of acceptance with like the things that I went through in the church and like separating that from like the religion and the teachings of the, like the actual teachings. Um, because I think that is very important for anyone who isn't a Christian witch or a Jesus witch, or like, you know, I, I think if you are a pagan or have like converted out of that religion, I think coming to a place of like acceptance and kind of deconstructing all of those thoughts that you were taught <laughs> prior in order to kind of integrate that into your practice and work in a more holistic manner that works better for you versus what other, anyways, um, I, I think it's just really necessary to kind of go through that work. But, um, basically by, by doing that, I gained a better sense of fulfillment for myself. I became super empowered and it was just like one of those things that was stable for me. I always knew that I could go back to, to this. Um, and I, it gave me really a sense, like, especially when I first started doing spell work, kind of a sense of control that like in my life, I did not have, like, I, I had no control over what was happening to me when, um, I had, I was very much like, like on alert all the time, like growing up in my house, like I was in a very, very stressful home situation. So by having this like practice, this thing that I could always return to, to find grounding, to find peace, to find whatever I needed in that moment was just so integral. Um, and I think that, and I, I've said this before, I think that the fact that I kind of had to keep it to myself, like the kind, I wasn't allowed to talk about it at home. I would have been kicked out basically. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's just one of those things, but I think that because I had to have it kind of to myself, it became so much more personal and so much deeper and so much more meaningful to me. Um, so I, I think through that, it's become kind of my identity a little bit now. I'm just like, ah, oh, this is just like who I am and what I do. Um, so through witchcraft, I kind of feel like I have been like saved or like reborn in a kind of a way because yeah. it, it's, it's just helped me so much through all of the struggles that I've, I've gone through. So yeah, sorry, I'm very long-winded. I just really- not long-winded at all. And like, <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. And I feel like it's, again, I feel like it's important for people to like understand that one, the trauma that comes out of like the church, specifically yeah. like the evangelical church is really, really, really harmful. You know, like what you went through, what a lot of people in the LGBTQIA community go through, yeah. like, you know, a lot of people, like um, even people in the Jewish community, what they go through at the hands of the evangelical church is absolutely sickening. Yeah. And it is not like, and I, I love how you touched on the fact that you have to like separate like the religion and like what it's supposed to be mm-hmm. from the, the teachings that your church had, because there's no way that God, the God that I know, the Jesus that I know would have ever condoned what happened to you as a child. You yeah, know what I'm saying? absolutely. And I, through my conversations with Christians who are, who understand where I am coming from, like after I, and, and generally like, this is the reaction that I get from people. It's like, here is what was done to me, like in the name of your religion. So you can maybe understand why I'm a little bit hesitant to go to church. Like, and, and I have had, had to have those conversations with people because, you know, my family is like, oh, well, you should just come to this church event with us. And I'm like, like, no, like, that is literally me, like, returning to, like, the scene of the crime. Like, I do not want to do that. Like, it was, like, super traumatic for me. But I've gotten to a point in time where, like, or a, a space in my life, and again, this has taken lots of work. I'm not 
not going to sit here and say that this is easy or you should just like get over it by any means because like, I never want to come across like that. But yeah, I, I, I truly believe that like religion is not here to oppress people. It is the oppression comes from a man-made source. Mm -hmm. So I refuse to sit here and just be like, yeah, all the Christians are terrible. Like, that's all terrible. It's, yes, bad stuff was done in the name of this, uh, you know, bad stuff was done to me in the name of the Lord. However, I, it was done by man. It wasn't necessarily done by him. Um, and I definitely had to like combat a lot of feelings of like abandonment, <laughs> like when it came to that, like, cause I was just like, well, why wouldn't God stop them from doing this? And I, I'm still kind of working through a lot of that. Um, and I've gotten every single answer under the sun as to like what happened, yeah. like, you know, but I think that, um, you know, the way I, the way I choose to kind of reconcile that with myself is that had this not happened to me, I wouldn't have discovered, um, paganism. I wouldn't have discovered my path and I wouldn't have everything that I have now. So like, in a weird way, like he took the words out of my mouth. Like, yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say because I feel the exact same way with the church, yeah. and like the way that I've come to like reconcile it is like knowing that if I did not go through all of that, I would not have the perspective that I have today, and I would not have found the path that I have. You know, right? So, maybe that seems like justifying things, or but if it helps, yeah, mom, it helps your trauma kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm right, saying, right. And I, I don't think it should be. I don't think I think it's dangerous to use that argument to like excuse like bad behavior like absolutely like and that's kind of where like sometimes when people are like oh well god planned for this to happen it's like well <laughs> like you know like okay like maybe like whatever like fine and I, i've just kind of gotten over that sort of statement at this point that's but um i think it's also like i think it's kind of a valid argument in that it's kind of true that it, had i stayed in the church i probably wouldn't have the life i have now so Mm -hmm. weirdly thankful I guess um <laughs> yeah. yeah like yeah I literally described like, with the with the when I was in the cult I literally described the same way I'm like I'm kind of thankful for the ICOC because yeah. I knew how to read my bible but I would have been like really nice to not have been traumatized in order to like do that exactly <laughs> anyway I feel like this was a great conversation and like you you just yeah. I feel like I learned a lot like about your path and like specifically like how we're supposed to like as people who believe in Jesus how we're supposed to talk to pagans we're not here to <laughs> proselytize to you you have your own spirit and that's mm -hmm. like we need to like stay in our own lane and respect yeah. you know yeah and there's there's nothing wrong with well at least from my perspective I'm always happy to like answer questions and stuff I know not everybody is so like obviously asking first is totally cool but I think like the thing that like gets under the skin of a lot of pagans is that proselytizing it's like come back to the church like come back to jesus like come back that it's just like but i don't <laughs> like i don't want to though like he's cool like he and i like we're cool like i don't you know whatever like i'm sure you know um but it's just not like the focus of my practice i find mm -hmm. fulfillment elsewhere and i think that it's okay to I, absolutely like i 100 percent will always support like anyone who works with any of the abrahamic deities or within that system of of belief whether you are working with like angels and saints or demons and whatever like whatever you want to do cool with me i just don't like it's just not part of my practice it's just not something that i it's not a system of belief that i work in so as long as there's respect flowing, we're good. You know what I mean? That's so. it. That's really what it, that's what it should come down to. I mean, I get yeah. the same thing too. Like Christians will be like, come to church. Jesus. Will yeah. Come. Right. I'm already <laughs> saved by church. I mean, I'm already saved by Jesus. Right. By the church. Right. Right. <laughs> but right. yeah, no, it's, it's insane. The kind of comments mm -hmm. we get. Anyway. Um, 
especially you, I've seen on your TikTok, some people like love to leave you some fun stuff. I honestly, at this point, like I just either delete it. Like, like there are some like heinous things that have been said to me, like true, like death threats and stuff. And I'm like, yo, I just really love the planet. And if that pisses you off so much that you are going to like sit here and just be rude to me, there seems, there's probably like a deeper issue at hand. And maybe like that person just needs to deal with that themselves. So I just have a conversation with Jesus themselves because that's like right I'm like perhaps seek some wisdom from someone else in your organs yeah yeah like literally like just seek some uh, do some bibliomancy open the bible and see if God right (laughs) Mm -hmm. anyway um is there anything else that you want to add before we sign off um, no, I thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I am so I just am so grateful that like you are giving me just time to talk about my practices. And I hope that like, um, if you are interested in if, if paganism has like crossed your mind, hopefully, like you will see that we're not all like just crazy people dancing around in the woods with like, horns on our heads and stuff like that. Um, that sounds fun. So. <laughs> oh, it is pretty fun. Like, yeah, I gotta say, like, once the weather warms up, like, maybe, um, mm-hmm. like, catch me out in the backyard. But, um, yeah, if you guys have any questions, I am always here to answer them as best I can. Um, and it, that goes for, like, paganism or witchcraft. If you guys have any questions, I am always happy and just... I love sharing knowledge. So I mean, yeah. <laughs> links to like TikTok and Instagram yeah. and everything else into the uh, the show notes page. You can find them. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here, Becca. I appreciate uh, you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs>